Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and, join, and joining me as my co-host is the great spider killer himself, Dwaylon Davis. <laughs> What's hey, up, Dwaylon? Hey, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, everything going good your way? Yeah, pretty good. Got uh, two extra kids in the house. Our uh, Two of our nieces are spending the night. Okay. But... Uh, uh, and so, see, I and they got to understand they have to share you with me because I get you for the podcast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, we have we have things to do, uh, <laughs> and I will have to say, uh, first off, we want to thank Tim Hall, also known as Tiny Tim, again for coming on the show yesterday. He did an interview with us to help promote an upcoming Northern Wrestling Federation show here in the great bustling metropolis of Manor. But they they put on a great show. And Tim was very gracious enough to come on the show and do an interview with us. And I thought it went great. Absolutely. I very much appreciate that he was willing to come on the show and talk to us like he did, because it was, it was a great interview. Yeah, super nice guy, veteran with, oh man, how many, over, over 20 years experience in the mm-hmm. ring. And if for somebody, like we said, you know, they call him tiny Tim because he's only five foot three or the way he put a five foot three in a good day. <laughs> and i mean you saw me and he is just jacked yeah he is jacked yeah he's in he's in phenomenal shape oh yeah and found out he he's been doing a little little bodybuilding on the side you know just trying to you know kind of a bucket list item for him and i think he'll do well in that too because i don't think the man had i don't think he knows what body fat is no i don't think so, <laughs> yeah, so uh but this weekend he will be competing for the, the tri-state title against sinclair octavius bentley and since I, I shared that link on Facebook and Twitter, Sinclair Octavius Bentley, he also shared it and he also commented. Yeah, I saw uh, that. The yeah, so that ought to be a really good match. And that was a really good interview. And we have, dude, we have been just lucking out with the people we've been interviewing. I mean, they've all yes, been great so far. Man. And on another note, I want to apologize to everybody because we actually had a show that we had recorded on Monday. However, we were running into all sorts of equipment issues on my end uh, because of something happened with my connection and it was causing a weird delay. I would actually ask Dwayne a question. He wouldn't hear it for a few seconds and then he'd answer it. And then I wouldn't get the reply back for another second. So it was like about a five second delay between me and him at some points. And it was causing the show to be disjointed, but it wasn't doing it the entire show. And we, we just kept running that issue, running that issue. And after we got done, I even had told Dwayland then, I was like, I don't know about this one. I said, I'll give it. Uh, give it a listen here and there because you know when i go to um put the ads in and then we you know just in case and then we'll listen to us like yeah there's no way we're going to put that out because it was right, right. yeah it was bad and you know so i'd rather not put out anything if if what we're going to put out is bad and right. you know so there may have been people it may have actually automatically downloaded to your device if you have your automatic uh, download set up if you have a subscription set up uh for the show whatever platform you use and if you did hear it, I do want to apologize <laughs> even more so to you uh, because it did download on a couple of the platforms to my devices because I actually do download it on all of the platforms I can just to kind of test out, making sure they, they actually do get to all the platforms because there, occasionally you'll have one that'll, that'll have an issue. And so that's just me doing a QC check. But QC that one and didn't QC it enough and it went out to some people I'm pretty sure and it was bad and we are sorry and we hope we never have that issue again I've actually reconfigured some stuff in my house and we did not have an issue last night with the interview with Tim so hopefully everything should go good night and we haven't froze up yet here either Dwayne not yet yeah yep so and speaking of all the platforms I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info if you'd like to email us about anything whether it be a show suggestion you know even if it's feedback if you just want to say hi you know you can email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on instagram at armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair we have a youtube channel we are also on tiktok at armchairbooking and you can listen, you can find us on just about any kind of platform that you can imagine, and you know, to include Apple 
uh, um, excuse me, Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to us through iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podbay, uh, Pocket Casts. I found another one, uh, I believe yesterday, called Good Casts. And that's one that it, it kind of caters more towards indie podcasts, which is, well, oh, that's kind of what we are right now. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can find us on there. And, and so far on the, um, the Pocket Cast or the, or the Podbay app, I should say, uh, I can actually look at our ratings and we are, have dropped, uh, where we have jumped back in the, the top 200 again. When I last checked, we were at 198. Okay. So we did fall a little bit in the past couple of days. We we had reached it all the way to around 150. And so we did fall a little bit, but it's just, that makes me pretty stoked to see us even ranked, you know, with some of the better known ones because we were right behind Vince Russo's podcast. Right. I saw that. That's pretty awesome. Yep. So uh, have I forgotten anything? Dwayne? I think I covered everything. No, I think you got everything. All right, cool. And because of what happened this past Monday, we are actually going to just go ahead and do a recap of the draft because it, we, we weren't able to, there were some draft picks that happened even after we had shut down the show anyway, you know, so this is actually, this actually kind of works out for the better, I think. Yeah. That way we get to cover everybody and we don't really get, you know, nobody's really getting left out of the discussion, so to speak. Right. You know, so... Overall, Dwayne, what do you think? I thought it was another typical WWE draft. I mean, they <laughs> they shuffled around a few of the bigger names. Uh, they did make some changes to their mid card, and surprisingly, the tag division on SmackDown. But I feel like it's just it's one of those band aid moves where. We're going to do this for a few months and then we're going to get bored with it like we always do and not focus on <laughs> any of the other people unless you're in the main event. Well, I'm looking at the list of people who they have on Raw and some of the ones who moved, like we we're mentioning, uh, like the, the, well, the tag team really, because you said it, it affected SmackDown, it affected Raw as well. And that was uh, Chad Gable and Otis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what with the Alpha Academy? Yeah. Um, I think this is a good move for them. Um, oddly enough, going from the smaller show to the bigger show, but they were floundering sort of on the smaller show. But yeah, I think they'll get more spotlight here, which is odd. Yeah, I think so too, especially I mean the Raw's tag division was in desperate need of some, you know, some new blood. I mean they've they moved because they moved the new day from Raw back to SmackDown. So you lose one of, you know, one of your top tier teams. And then you've got, you know, as usual, you've got two singles guys as tag champions. We know that's only going to last for so long before Orton turns on Riddle. Yep. And so then that's going to be a team that's broken up. AJ and Omos are still a team for now, but we know eventually the whole plan is to get Omos over. So eventually they're right. going to split. So that'll be another team gone. Uh, they split up um, Mace and T-Bar. They kept T-Bar on Raw, sent Mace to SmackDown. Hopefully this will tell them, let's just let these guys go by, you know, especially T-Bar. Can we just get uh, Donovan Dijak back? And just let him do what he's been, what he did on the Indies, what he did in NXT, instead of this. I mean, Retribution's over. I don't know why they're still holding on to the T-Bar and Mace gimmicks. Right, and and we're not talking over in in the good way being over. We're talking yeah. like it's finished over. Yeah, it's done. It's yeah. Um, speaking of tag teams, did you notice that they just completely buried the women's tag team division? what on raw this past monday or yeah i, yeah, I haven't they all because uh you know rhea ripley and nikki ash are the tag team champions yes uh they defended monday night against um uh tamina and uh why am i drawing a blank natalia okay like, former, uh, former champions 
Yeah, they got their rematch. Okay. Then after the match, uh, Natalia and Tamina got split up. All right, we're gonna have to call Vince because that that's a very very good team right there. You're talking yeah, on second- SmackDown. Yeah. Tegan Knox got sent to Raw. Shotzi's on SmackDown. So who were actually the number one contenders for the tag team titles and never got their title match because they got split up. Oh, wow. So now there's one team in the women's division and that's the champions. There are no other, there are no other women's tag teams. They've split them all up. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler split up. Uh, And then the other two teams that they had in the division got split up in the draft. So unless they throw some more single stars together to chase the titles, then you got champions with no challengers. Uh, at least, don't, well, yeah, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't really have any true bonafide teams like you're saying on raw, uh, which means, well, but they drafted them to raw and I'm trying to get inside Vince's head right now, which is kind of a scary thing. Uh, you never know what you're going to run into in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I got nothing. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't either. No. Just, a, I just feel like it's just a fact is they're they just don't care about the women's tag titles. No, nope, they don't because oh, I think the Iconics was that the last true women's tag team, as in it wasn't two singles people put together. Yes. Because, um, let me think, because Bailey and Sasha Blank, Sasha Banks won them at Elimination Chamber, lost them at Mania to the Iconics. The Iconics had them for several months, and then I'm trying to think who they lost them to. Uh, was it Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler? I think... Because Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler has had them twice. And then they lost them to Natalia and Tamina on SmackDown. And then Tamina and Natalia lost them to Ripley and Ash. But yeah, the only the last legitimate actual tag team was the Iconics. And they were a good team and they were starting to get over, but unfortunately Vince what didn't have designs for them to get over. Nope. And then he saw he saw Peyton Royce as the single star. So he split them up and then did nothing with either one of them. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, he saw Peyton Royce as the breakout star. And and I and I wouldn't disagree necessarily with that, even though I like Billy Kay as well. Yeah. Uh, but Peyton, it did seem like she had a little bit more of I guess it. And yeah, but then when he he just buried them as soon as he split them up, he buried them individually. And yep. so I, I really don't blame them for leaving. And it as another one, it seemed like every time they were getting some ground, all of a sudden, boom, they the company themselves would knock them back. Yep, every time. So I, the, it doesn't look good for the women's tag team titles because. Like I said, there's no challengers unless they're just going to do some makeshift teams just so that the champions have challengers. Um, but, you know, of course, the big names, Roman stayed on SmackDown, smart move, because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's why people tune in to SmackDown. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is the face of SmackDown. And, um, and I think there's other reasons why SmackDown is the um, – the better of the two shows right now because for one it's only two hours yes uh two people don't have uh work excuse me yeah for the most part people don't have work the next day so they can stay up and watch the entire show because some do even on monday nights at 10 o'clock eastern time because i mean i have to get up so early to go to work the next day 10 o'clock even then i'm kind of hurting because i'm not 20 years old anymore i'm 48 right <laughs> so <laughs> you know you know 20 years old i could i could go on two hours sleep and i could probably go yeah. two days on two hours sleep yeah because i'm pretty sure i did it at times and 
you know, of course, I mean, back then it was like a lot of caffeine, a lot of nicotine, a lot of anger. I guess, but can't do that now. I mean, you'll put yourself in a hospital trying to do that at, at our age. But yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the champions stayed, you know, Big E stayed on Raw, Roman stayed on SmackDown. Makes Both sense. of those are smart moves. Um, Bianca moving to Raw. I don't know because she had just moved to SmackDown, you know. You know, after she won, pretty much after she won the Rumble, she she was on SmackDown. And uh, really, I think they should have kept her on SmackDown just to, I feel like going to Raw for some people, you end up getting lost in the shuffle because it is a three-hour show and they don't right. book it very well, that people get lost in the shuffle. I'm hoping that doesn't happen to Bianca because she is absolutely the future of the women's division. I'll tell you what, I'm looking at the women's roster that is now on Raw because it's her, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, uh, Becky. Becky got moved as well. The, the, the women's championships swapped. Um, so now they're, they're basically going to have to change the names of the titles because Becky was referred to as the SmackDown women's champion. Charlotte was referred to as the raw women's champion, but they all just switched shows. Yeah. And so I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to pull a, just a title switch. Like they just hand each other the championships and switch them that way. Like they did with the new day and the street profits. Okay. Or if people are losing championships at crown jewel, I don't know. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand moving both women's champions before the pay-per-view. But, but again, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that one's a weird one. Of course, it could be like one of the situations where, okay, you hand me yours, I'll hand you mine, and they do that kind of, uh, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. little kids, you know, having to trade <laughs> something. <laughs> um you know, but Alexa Bliss, she's also, uh, she's also stayed on Raw, which yeah. once she comes back from her, uh, her nose surgery, I think that's what, that's what it was, right? Her nose. Yeah. She's, she's having, yeah, she's having, uh, she was having sinus surgery. Okay. Um, and, and so when she comes back and we see the results of her sinus surgery, you know, um, and we'll see if that's really the, the case. Yeah. But even though, <laughs> so kind of like Charlotte went for all sorts of surgeries and came back, you know, with uh, something store-bought. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, see, Carmella moved to Raw. Uh, actually, that one totally flew past me. Uh, uh, actually, this will be the first time Carmella has been on Raw since Carmella's come to the oh, main roster. Wow, you're right. She's oh, always my. been on SmackDown. That's right, because she came up with um, the mouthy guy and the big tall guy. Enzo um, Cass. Enzo yeah. Cass. Yeah. Uh, they actually didn't have a name, did they? No. Nope. Okay. Because, yeah, she was. She came up with them because she was actually uh, actually engaged to Cass behind the scenes. But they put them to, they had them on Raw and they put her on SmackDown. Yep. And and she is talented. I mean, um, my wife can't stand her, you know, because, like, the way she puts it, she said, I think Carmella's face is gross. <laughs> and uh and, and actually the moonwalk got on my nerves um because her moonwalk looked like she was just trying to wipe something off her shoe yeah but as far as talent in the ring goes she's really good and she's good at carrying other people yeah it's the uh it's the scream for me it's like whenever she's in the ring doing like anything if she's taking any kind of offense and then she starts like screaming it's like Please stop. Just yeah. stop that. <laughs> and I, for whatever reason, they have her being called like the Long Island Queen or, or whatever it is. Yeah. She's from Boston. Yeah. Put her and Sasha together as a team. Yeah. Because most Bostonians, they are from Boston. You say they're from New York and they'll start swinging at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they even have her finisher is called, you know, the code of silence. And it's like a, you know, 
a New York mob reference, and it's like, you know, she's not from New York at all. Right. And yeah. And in fact, I uh, got to give congratulations to the Red Sox. Apparently, they beat the Yankees yesterday, didn't they? Yes, I was not happy about that at yep. all. Yep, sorry, dude. Can't stand the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> uh i bet you've been pulling for the reds i mean i'll admit that i mean i'm still kind of a braves fan at heart and an orioles fan in the american league but just living here it's hard not to like the reds i'll be honest with you. uh the oldest team in baseball and just been, i've been to a few games now at the stadium and there's something about going to a game live and yeah the atmosphere man it, it is something else and uh, and, you know, kind of off topic, um, one of mine and my son's uh, bucket list items, you know, and obviously you have to be older and I'll have to be a lot richer, but we would like to basically get in an RV if we have to rent it or something. And we want to drive and hit every single baseball stadium in one summer. Ah, okay. You know, so, um, you know, and so if, if all the games are like the ones they have at the Great American Ballpark, I mean, it'll be a blast. Right. You no. Know, so, uh, and it's a matter of go there and get like a hat because he collects hats and, okay. and all that. Um, but yeah, so the Reds, they had a chance to make uh, the postseason this year. And then all of a sudden, the Cardinals, who my son absolutely hates because the very first game he ever went to, they played the Cardinals and they lost. So he's hated <laughs> the Cardinals. <laughs> he's hated the Cardinals ever since. They went on like a 17 or 18 game winning streak. Yeah. And yeah, so, Hope, Hope and I are we have we have an American League team and a National League team. Right. Yankees in the American League, Cardinals in the National League. Okay, Cardinals got beat, but Cardinals aren't in the playoffs either. Right. So, so they they, they, they lost. got beat. By, they lost to the Cubs. The Cubs. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> so now I don't care who wins the World Series because neither of my teams are there. So oh, so there you go. Um, and be honest with you, baseball is so hard to keep up with throughout the year. There's some guys and girls who can do it. They can from day one through oh, yeah. preseason all the way through. And I don't see how they do it. My hat's off to them. <laughs> you know, you I better. Know. I, just, I have to get the notifications. I have get notifications from ESPN and keep up with everything that way because that's you know 120 some games a season. I don't know how people keep 120? up. 120? You mean like 162? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, I think it's 162, but I'll have to go look that up because I could be talking out of my rear end. But back to the, uh, to the Raw Women's Draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking about uh, Carmella, then, of course, Nia Jax, but Nia Jax, she's hurt right now, isn't she? Um, I don't, I think that storyline, I'm not, I think she's just ah. taking some time off. Okay. Uh, I think that they, use Shayna Baszler to write her off so she could take some time off. I haven't seen any reports to where she's legitimately injured. So, okay. Um, let's see Zelina Vega who just came back and was on SmackDown for uh, what about a month and got, was getting smacked around by everybody on SmackDown. Uh-huh. And yep. now she's going to get smacked around by everybody on raw. Yeah. Um, to include Dewdrop, which, uh, we you were thinking that her name was um Vixen before, it's then I find that it was Viper. Uh, Viper, yeah. Uh, but they can't call her Viper because that's Randy Orton's kind of a nickname. Yeah, uh, I think she ought to go by the name Vixen. I think that's a cool name. But uh, then Dana Brooke, who uh, honestly, I like Dana Brooke. I think she ought to leave WWE and go to another company. Yeah. I honestly, I think she would be a good pick for ring of honors, women division because ring of honor, they, they, they're doing a good job of building a new women's division. They just had at the pay-per-view last month, they just crowned a new women's world champion. They're building, they're doing a, like I said, doing a really good job of building their division. I think Dana, Dana Brooke with her experience would be a good a good fit for them yeah and it would actually she would have maybe not to the level of uh Cody Rhodes but she would yeah. have that kind of resurgence because he was just being he was lost yeah. in the shuffle and she's lost in the shuffle 
So it's a yep. good way for her to, to revitalize her career, even if she's taken a pay cut. I mean, obviously, because Ring of Honor, they're not going to be able to pay WWE type money. Right. But, you know, she can still get her career back on track. Um, yeah, because, I mean, she's been in WWE, I think, nine or ten years now. And they and her pushes have been so stop-start, but in the end, right. they've done nothing with her. Uh, let's see, Liv Morgan. Um Maya Yim, did she just come up from NXT? Uh, she was on, she was in NXT, uh, and then she was part of the uh, the stable with T Bar and Retribution. She was part of okay. Retribution, uh, and then they ended Retribution, and then she hadn't been on TV since Retribution ended. And then I know earlier this year because she's engaged to Keith Lee. Okay. And uh, earlier this year, Keith Lee was having a lot of health issues. And uh, so she took time off to take care of him and nurse him back to health. Oh, but yeah. I'm glad she's I'm glad she's getting drafted. I'm glad she got drafted and she's getting a chance to show what she can do because she is she is a really good wrestler. She is an excellent wrestler. Um, I've watched her since she was Jade in uh, Impact Wrestling. She's a former Knockouts champion in Impact Wrestling. Okay. Um, and then, of course, we mentioned Tamina and Tegan Knox. There's a name I'd kind of forgotten about. Because um, the Tegan Knox, she just came up from NXT, didn't she? Yeah, her and Shotzi Blackheart were. They came up from NXT. They won a number one contenders match for the women's tag titles. Never got their title match, and then they got split up as a team because they sent Shotzi to SmackDown. And, you know, there's 14 women on the Raw women's roster. There's 10 on the SmackDown roster. So there's 24 women, and that's not even including the ones in NXT because on SmackDown, I'll just run through the list real quick. Uh, I've got Charlotte, you got B-Fab, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Zia Lee, Aaliyah. That, that's hard to say back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, and Natalia, who apparently doesn't have a last name anymore. It's just Natalia. Yeah. And, you know, 24 women there, plus the ones in NXT. That says something now. I mean, how stacked is the women's roster now? Yeah. I mean, they have an excellent roster, I mean, across all three brands. But it's like... They do a much better job of pushing a w- the women's division on NXT than they do on the main roster. One, it's like once you get to the main roster, then it's just like, eh, unless you're uh, unless you're one of the four horsewomen, then they don't seem concerned a whole lot about pushing any other women to the, you know, the top of the food chain. Oh, and think about this. I mean, you have some. Um who weren't even mentioned like Bailey, like Lacey Evans, both of them are for medical reasons. Of course, Lacey Evans, you know, uh, I mean, how far along is she now? Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, she's still on maternity leave. Bailey's yep. injured. Oscar's injured. Oscar's injured. Yep. Um, I just, you know what? Let me, okay. Apparently I closed out the Wikipedia app. Um, let me go back to it because fortunately, there we go. Uh, let me see because, um, See, so it just says free agents, and let's, let me list all the, the women. Oscar Bailey, Ava Marie, Lacey Evans, uh, Maurice. Yep, uh, it just says Maurice, not drafted. Of course, I mean, I never really looked at Maurice as a, um, as a wrestler anyway. No, because she hasn't wrestled in forever. I mean, she would be in the Mrs. Corner, and she... Uh, you know, she'd interfere and things like that, but she didn't, she hasn't really wrestled since uh, her and uh, since her and The Miz wrestled Nikki Bella and John Cena at WrestleMania that time. Oh, wow. And that, that's when John Cena asked Nikki to marry him yeah. uh, right after the match. And yeah, that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but then she, uh, Maurice, she actually had like back-to-back babies too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she had them pretty quick. So yeah, um, that that takes its toll. Having one baby, one pregnancy can take its toll on a woman's body. Having two that close together, yeah. You know, uh, she's got to got to rest up a little bit because now she's got two kids at home and she's trying to take care of. And I and I think that she's probably, 
I don't watch the reality show, but I'm going to guess she's probably prioritizing that, which, you know, I don't have an issue with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Her and the Miz have their show on USA. And then, you know, of course the Miz is doing dancing with the stars right now and other things. So um, I'm surprised that Eva Marie did not get drafted as much, as much time and money as they've spent with her push. Again. Yeah, again. And then she goes undrafted. So it's like makes me makes you wonder where she is in the pecking order. So they might want to put her on NXT to kind of build up a character. Because that, that's one of the things that I have kind of noticed it's nice about NXT. You can always rebuild yourself there. Yeah. Well look yeah. at Mandy Rose is a perfect example of that. You know, she you know, she went so far on the main roster and then it's just like I feel like after she after she slipped on the stage at WrestleMania, which was not her fault at oh, all. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, it had rained for two yeah. hours and then the ramp was, you know, you know the ramp was still wet. I feel like after she slipped and fell on the ramp, that they just kind of just kind of pushed her off to the side. And it's like, that's not her fault, but she's become a heel on NXT and she's the leader of her own faction. It's called uh, Toxic Attraction. And oh, I like the name. She has shed all of the old Mandy Rose stuff. She's dyed her hair and her hair is like dark, dark brown now. Okay. I thought I did see that. Yep. And she's got a mean streak and she's, she, I'm pretty impressed. She's, she's doing pretty good. Well, because it kind of seemed, you know, she got one of those pushes where it's like she was shot out of a cannon. Yeah. But th- there was no net to catch her. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think yeah. Vince saw another Trish Stratus on his hands, is what he thought he had. I see. She actually kind of looked like Trish. Yeah. But then I think if she'd have. I think if she had stayed, because she, she was originally from NXT, and I think if she had stayed in NXT a little while longer and got a little more seasoning, because Sonya Deville, some people take to wrestling quicker than others, and I feel like Sonya Deville took to wrestling quicker. Of course, she does have a mixed martial arts background, so she's got that background going for her, but they were a good team because they could mask each other's deficiencies you know at the at the beginning mandy was the one with more of the charisma and everything and but sonia was more of the in-ring technician so they could balance each other out and then but once sonia turned heel it was like where was this sonia to build the whole time because she's she's been fantastic ever since she turned heel but uh, I'm glad Mandy's getting a second run because I thought I always felt like she deserved better than what they gave her. I think they, you know, I felt like they pushed her based on her looks and didn't give her time to really, you know, gain the skills that she needed. And I feel like she's getting that now in NXT. All right. So, I mean, it's a good, uh, well, we're talking about baseball earlier. It's a good farm system. It really is. It really is. You know, I asked where you go and, and you train and you develop. Now, as far as the men go, um, and 36 men on Raw, 29 on SmackDown, you know, so you're talking uh, 67 men mm-hmm. with, you know, if I want to, um, I've got to work with numbers all day long and here I'm doing it here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're talking five hours uh, between the two shows um, minus probably 45 minutes ish for the women uh, or maybe an hour probably a little over an hour you know time then you subtract more time for other commercials and then all the skits and so that does not leave a lot of time for uh, the men now that is one nice thing about having the tag teams on here because this this is 36 individuals it doesn't mention oh by the way orton and riddle are a team you know, yeah by the, yeah ray mysterio and dominic are a team what? for, for yeah. now <laughs> their team for now yeah. um aj and almost are a team you know for now now montez Ford, angelo dawkins they're a team yeah um 
let's see, uh, Chad Gable and Otis, also a team. I was getting kind of confused because I also saw Gable Stevenson, and that threw me off for a second. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Miz and Morrison-ish. Uh, they just – No, they split. So. They split, that's right. Yeah, because the Miz turned on Morrison. Uh, that was right. Um, before, well, that was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, the last few weeks, and you know for me, it's just been <laughs> it's been a blur. <laughs> it has been. Um, let's see. Uh, Ziegler and Rude, another team. And Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, another team. Yeah. And so, so you can kind of – whittle this down some when you start talking with the teams and you know and that's just on raw and then of course on smackdown you have kofi and xavier um happy corman and madcap moss i just looked that at that name, name. yeah uh, and they applied for a trademark for that name so they're gonna go with this um Oh, yeah, we got to call Vince. <laughs> it's not definitely, uh, no. Um, the Usos, of course. Uh, Nakamura and Boogs. Rick Boogs, who apparently it took him 12 hours to learn that song on guitar, which that song's not that hard. Uh, but he does sound good. I mean, I'll give the man, the man is talented. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric and Ivar. Um, and there's Ricochet. So apparently him and Rey Mysterio had a match the other day that it, that was just off the charts good from what I'm hearing. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to have to go see if I can check that out. Even in, Although I did also hear Ricochet gotten a little bit of heat backstage. Yeah, um, I remember you were telling me about that. Yeah. Yeah. And when I get a chance, and that's the thing, I'm going to really have to, when, once I get a little bit of free time, because even though the at work it's not – as intense we're still got a little bit so don't don't have a lot of free time right now where i can go kind of look something up real quick um carrillo and uh umberto carrillo and angel garza uh you know our old spanish teacher mr faulkner he'd slap me for the way i just pronounced those yes he would <laughs> uh he was real big on pronunciation so yeah. um what's his our uh rich holland i'm not real familiar with that one uh, he's an NXT call-up. I've I've seen him for a little while. I mean, he's he's a powerhouse, but I don't know if he was quite ready for that call-up yet. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll see. And I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, he's one of 29 on the roster, so uh, and with them not not bringing anybody into NXT from the Indies anymore, they they've put a moratorium on that for right now. Uh, which means that they're going to be calling people off the street to train in NXT. To, I mean, to learn how to be wrestlers, to learn how to be WWE wrestlers. Yep. So their roster really theoretically is not that big. And I don't see a list of their roster right now. So for them to call them up, they said, okay, well, maybe they're ready. But the problem is you got to have something for them to do. Yeah. And if you don't have anything for them to do, you're actually hurting them rather than helping them. Well, um, yeah. Look what they did to carry and cross. Right, you know, because and he's in Raw. Ross was a beast in NXT. You know, he he wins the title. He you know he's undefeated. He wins the title. Of course, he got injured during the title match with Keith Lee. Had to forfeit right. the title. You know, he he gets better. He comes back. He wins the title again. He's mowing through everybody. The way his presentation was great. The intro is great. He's got Scarlet with him. Everything was perfect. They bring him to the main roster while he's NXT champion with really no fanfare, no entrance, has jobs him out to Jeff Hardy in like two minutes. Right. And it's like everything that made him great, they just stripped it all away in two minutes. And then he's been trying to rebuild himself ever since. And it's like, you obviously saw something in him because you obviously saw the work he did as Killer Cross in Impact and the in, the independent scene because you signed him. So you know what he's capable of. You saw what he did in NXT, then let him do that on the main roster. I don't like this, oh, we're going to do everything that you did in NXT. 
to make a name for yourself, we're going to strip that all away and give you something different when you come to the main roster. And it's like, just bring them to the main roster as they are and let them continue to grow. Exactly. And if, if you're trying to have formulaic cookie cutter wrestlers, then that's your decision. However, if every match looks the exact same, people are going to stop watching. Oh, that's right. They already have stopped watching because all the matches were looking the same. Exactly. And stop trying to be Disney and worry more about toy sales than you are about the in-ring product because that's why he's wearing that gimmick. That's why he's wearing that mask and the whole Thunderdome look that he's (laughs) he's rocking is because... Vince thinks that'll make him more marketable and it'll sell, it'll sell more action figures. You know, what really sells action figures when the people are good in the ring. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) I mean, in the story. Yeah. Simple as that. Oh, and Sami Zayn and you know, Sami Zayn, it just now occurred to me. I think Sami Zayn would be another one. It would probably do him good if he were to go to another company. Absolutely. Yeah, they're not going to give him a world title push in WWE because Vince McMahon likes him as a person, but he thinks he is too small. Well, he's too small, not only that, but apparently he's too goofy. He's too much of a clown. Like you know, he he is a funny guy. Yeah, he's not serious enough in Vince's eyes. And And the thing is, it's like look at his heel work that he's done. You know, since he since he's been heel, it's been just. The guy's fantastic. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. great in the ring. He's great on the mic. Great character work. It's like, it's everything that Vince always says he wants in a wrestler, but then it's like, but Sammy's not six foot five and 300 pounds and carved out of stone. Right. He doesn't fit the mold. And I I still feel like WWE is just headed backwards. And yeah that new edict that's out there where anybody they sign, they need to be signing bigger, younger guys. And it's like, you do realize you did that already in your, until punk dropped the pipe bomb, your ratings were in the toilet week after week because you went with that, but and you got a bunch of green guys that can't do anything in the ring. And Zane, He'd be such an asset with any company he's with, as long as they use him uh, properly, like they should. Because I mean, he's got so much talent. And then, but along with other people, um, like Mustafa Ali, I I like Mustafa Ali. Oh man, he's he's amazing. Yeah. And was he born in Pakistan, or did he did his parents immigrate from Pakistan? I think he was born in Pakistan and then his parents immigrated from there. I think, I think they immigrated here after he was, after he was born, but um, he grew up in Chicago. He used to be a police officer in Chicago. Okay. Oh, wow. So it would, honestly, it would actually make sense if Mustafa Ali were to jump to AEW along with some other Pakistani immigrants who grew up in Chicago. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yep. a kind of well, no, there's some similarities there, and it it's kind of also kind of funny because after Mustafa Ali, they mentioned Mansoor, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky, who, but, but they left beer on Raw. Yeah, that. So here's your faction. Y'all going to do some stuff for a few months, and then we're going to split y'all up. Wow. Um, I think an interesting combination, if, if, if you were to put Mustafa Ali with Jinder Mahal and, and Shanky, because, um, because Shanky, he actually came from India, didn't he? Yes. Yes. And, you know, and not Jinder Mahal, I mean, he's Canadian, but his, his family had immigrated also from India. But to put them with Mustafa Ali, because you're talking some weird political stuff going on because, um a lot of those weird clashes once they get here it's like you know what we don't have to do that anymore right and and i think it'd be kind of cool to see someone from pakistan and someone from india teaming together 
uh, just because uh, just like they always have somebody from Ireland and somebody from Scotland actually teaming together. Yeah. And, you know, so I say, well, you know what, go for it. And I think it really, and that's actually something else looking at both rosters, it shows how international wrestling and just looking at the WWE right now in particular, how international it really has become. Yes, I mean, absolutely. It, wow. Because, you know, I mean, if I were just going to look at all the, the countries listed, of course, America and Canada, uh, Mexico. Uh, let me see. I'm just flying through the list right now. Nigeria a couple times. Yeah. I, st- I want to see almost and, um, and Commander Aziz together. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, they look like the Florida State basketball team every year. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't see how they do that either. Because you know when Florida State walk out, they're going to have at least three seven-footers on their team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man. Every time. Every time. But almost – didn't he play at Central Florida? I think he did, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, let's see. Finn Balor from Ireland. Uh, Drake Maverick from England. Yeah. Uh, Reggie from Cirque du Soleil. Um which he is. I mean, that's a, an actual thing. Yeah. He was yeah. in Cirque du Soleil, which is pretty wild. Drew McIntyre um, from, uh, from Scotland. Yep. Uh, um, let's see. Rhea Ripley, isn't she Australian? Yes. Zyla um, Chinese. Yep. Nakamura uh, Japanese. Japanese. And so is, I just saw a name and it just jumped past me again. Cesaro's from Switzerland. Yep. And, you know, I, I bet if you'd ask a lot of people where he's from, um, even if you say, yeah, the, Sw- the Swiss Superman, where's he from? They'll go, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's another guy. He speaks quite a few different languages. Because yeah, he the- speaks um, at least five yeah. different languages. And that's just from living in Switzerland because it's almost well, a necessity. Yeah. Um, uh, Roots Canadian. Uh, Kofi originally from Ghana. Yep. Uh, let's see, Jeff Hardy from Cameron. It's it's kind of yeah. it's own little country. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ridge Holland is British. Um, okay. Uh, of course, Shanky from India. Yep. Um. You got Sami Zayn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there we go. I mean, it, it is just amazing yeah. how I mean it really is a world, yeah, um, organization. Um, another good talent, female talent that uh, SmackDown drafted was Tony Storm. Um, she's Australian. Okay, she is, Tony Storm is excellent. I started watching her in uh, the May Young Classic, and then uh, she went to. NXT UK, she ended up beating Rhea Ripley for the NXT, uh, the UK Women's Championship. And then she went to NXT and then, which I thought they'd make her champion there, but they never did. And then they kind of quietly brought her up to SmackDown and then she got officially drafted to SmackDown uh, on Monday. Wow. She's really good. I think she's only like 24 or 25 oh wow so yeah definitely pretty young when it comes to um well compared to like other wrestlers yeah but so i one of the things we haven't even mentioned this about the draft well we we've kind of alluded to it all these draft results they're not going to implement them until after uh, crown jewel right yep and I, i'll tell you what if i was on the smackdown roster i'd be mad if they oh, made yeah. me yeah because that smackdown the day after uh crown jewel i'm going to guess that it probably won't be that good of a show and that's just because of just fatigue because we watch these shows and a lot of people don't realize i mean what the wrestlers what they already go through with the normal travel 
and then you take it across time zones. Right. Uh, oh, and you know what? What is the? Uh, where is Crown Jewel? Um, is it in Mecca? Or is it in uh, I can't remember. Okay, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Crown Jewel 2021 is gonna be held in Riyadh. Okay. All right, and now I'm just going to look at the time difference between uh, there and going to be, didn't you say they're going to be in Topeka, Kansas? I believe that's right. Yes, yes, that's when that's where they're going to be for the Friday night SmackDown the night after Crown Jewel. So Crown Jewel will be on a Thursday. For us, it'll be like Thursday mid-morning is when it'll start. Okay, I'm looking right now. Riyadh is Greenwich Mean Time plus three. So they are eight hours ahead of the East Coast. They'll be nine hours ahead of Topeka, Kansas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah. And that's if they don't get stuck there like they did last year. Yeah. And do you Not remember? Last the, year, year or, before. Yeah. Um, yeah, pre-COVID. I, I just forget about 2020. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's when, when I say a lot of times when I say last year, I really mean 2019, but it's just like, yeah. eh. <laughs> oh, and with all the stuff with my work, you know, the past couple of weeks, I actually told my wife, I said, I was, I was actually forgetting what year it is right now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we're looking at last year's stuff and we're looking at what all we did this year. And we're looking at what we did, what we're, we're supposed to be doing next year. And I was starting to get confused after a while. I was like, oh, yeah, like, year am I in? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how bad it is. And I have a little visitor to just jump on my lap here. Ah, uh, see your cat. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Raj. And we also have Raj and his brother is named Stuart. And the other cats are Sheldon and um, Phoebe. Yeah, we went from Big Bang Theory to Friends. Um, okay. Yeah, one of our dogs is Amy, and the other dog is Murray. And that's because <laughs> his name when we got him was already Maury, and we just kind of changed it to Murray because Murray's a lot easier to say when you're trying to get out fed. Maury's kind of awkward to say, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're already going to be having nine-hour jet lag, which yep. is already rough. Um. So I see some sleep aids in their future. And like you said, you know, that's if they don't get delayed. And that what happened two years ago was because they're going over there because it's supposed to be a just ridiculously fat payday. Yeah. And, you know, not just for the company, but for the wrestlers themselves, because the Saudis, they have that kind of money. Yep. And so they're paying for them to go over there and I get it. You know, it's, that's a business move for all of them. Uh, and sometimes that's one of the things that, well, you know, that, that would probably be part of the business. However, it is so rough on your body. And, you know, because I've done, I've done the, the, the hard jet lags like that. I've flown from all the way from Nashville, you know, through a couple of airports, but all the way to, to Tokyo. Oh, wow. know, yeah that's a 13 hour hour time difference right there or 13 or 14 hour depending on time of the year and those jet lags oh they suck and you know i've i've come back from the middle east back to the states and same thing i mean you're you're trying to get your body used to that plus i mean i've worked i work rotating shifts for a good chunk of my air force career and rotating shifts same thing and you might as well you're just causing yourself jet lag you know almost on purpose but i didn't have to go in yeah you know i didn't have to go in and perform on a stage in front of millions of people exactly and so that's why i'm hoping for their sake they can actually reacclimate hopefully they don't have the the disputes which led to them being delayed the last time where the saudis basically were holding a prisoner yeah, and, and they were the ones who were who were not paying vents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but they're like, oh, you want to want to be like that? Okay, we'll we'll keep your guys here. You, uh, and that's when Brock Lesnar having a private plane kind of paid off. Yeah, yep, because he was able to leave and Vince was able to leave, but everybody else was stuck. Right. 
uh, well, Brock, he, some people, he did, he, he did try to get some people on his plane. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many, and I don't know who, but he was trying to get them because he realized they were stuck. And, and I'm pretty sure, you know, even in Saudi Arabia, he can walk up and say, look, I'm Brock Lesnar. You're going to listen to me. And they'll just say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, All right. That's cool, dude. You know? Uh, yeah. I like your hair. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> now I have a question. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the main event scenes now with Raw Ooh. and Smackdown? To me, they've stacked Raw's main event scene, but they've kind of left Roman with only really Drew McIntyre to challenge for the title. Um. Okay, looking at... Yeah, you're kind of right. Now, I mean, now this is a good chance for the guys um, on SmackDown, the ones who've been in the mid card. It, it is a chance for them to step up. Yeah, that is recognized, true. you know. So, I'll, and, I, and I, I would tell them that this is an opportunity for you. You know, go out there and make yourself shine because right now you don't have a lot of shadows. Right. You know, you have Roman, you have Drew. Uh, Sheamus could give Roman a run. Um, I don't know if that match would be well. No, it, that match would actually be kind of brutal. Yeah, you know, because they're both really hard hitting guys. Yeah, um, Cesaro. I could, I could see them giving Jeff Hardy a short, a short little storyline of him trying to win the title. Yeah, I think Jeff's about done. To be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Um, even though Matt's the older of the two, uh, but Matt, even though Matt did some, he did some high flying stuff too, but not nearly to the level of Jeff. Right. Uh, but yeah, looking at Raw, uh, let me see. Yeah, because you still have Bobby, you still have Seth Rollins, you still, and I think, you know, honestly, dude, they may be stacking Raw, trying to build it back up. And yeah, but if it, you, if you have crap storylines, though, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter how much talent you have on there if you don't give them anything to do or right. if you don't give them anything good to do that people are going to, want to invest their time in right you know prime example herb abrams uwf yeah (laughs) i mean you look at the names of the roster for herb abrams uwf and it was like a who's who yeah of stars i mean it was it was a hall of fame list of stars and we see how that worked out it worked out so well they had their own dark side of the ring episode yep and speaking of which, that's going to be coming on here in about 23 minutes. <laughs> what's this one? What's this one going to be about? Um, you know what? I saw and let me go. Uh, let's see, dark side of the ring. Uh, not to be confused with dark side of the moon, which was a great album. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's today's date? The, the 7th. 7th. Uh, it's called Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam. Johnny K-9. Okay. Um, let's see. In the, the, I guess, ad for it, it says, Johnny K-9 leads a double life as an in-ring brute and the leader of a biker gang implicated in drug trafficking, the bombing of a police station, and a gruesome double murder. Okay. This ought to be interesting. Yeah. And next thing you know, he'll be showing up in AEW with a pizza cutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, next week is the many faces of Luna Vachon. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that one because I like Luna Vachon. Another one who left us way too soon. Yeah. So, you know what? I got to admit. It doesn't get her due for being a trailblazer. Because if you look at her style, she was ahead of her time as far mm-hmm. as that hard hitting style in the women's division. Yes. And, and she talked like this, I mean, and, but yeah. apparently she was just a sweetheart outside the ring. Yeah. And she was, well, you talk about not giving her due. She was treated badly by Vince when it came to uh, Sable. They told her flat out, if you hurt Sable, you're fired. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they said she was, she would always be, 
so nervous whenever she had a match with Sable because she was she was afraid to do do anything because you know in her mind it was like well this chick can't wrestle so right I can't really do any offense because if I do and I hurt her that's my job you know my yeah. job's gone yep so and you see uh, how well because Sable sued him after she left the company the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sable, we could do a, an entire episode just on on her, but I'd rather not waste time. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, you're right. Let's see, you're talking about the, the roster. Yeah. I mean, they might be trying to stack Raw. They got it, but then, like I said, they need to come up with the storylines because yeah. having all the talent in the world will just lead you to Herb Abrams' UWF. And I, think, I still think it's him trying to stack it to draw ratings in for Monday Night Football. And it's just not, they just need to quit trying it's because it's not going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. They're never going to beat Monday Night Football. Even when Nitro was the number one rated show on all of cable television. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was still on cable, whereas at the time Monday Night Football was on terrestrial television. Yeah, and yep. you know, and this even in the age where everybody before DVRs, when people were recording on one channel on their VCR and watching another channel, if they knew how to do it, because not everybody knew how to do that. Yeah, if they if they couldn't do that, if they didn't have a videotape or whatever, they would say, you know what, I'm just going to go watch Monday Night Football. You know, yep. I can all, mm -hmm. yeah, they football would trump wrestling almost every time. Yep. And, and that, sometimes that would depend on the game because, but Monday Night Football, they always tried to have good matchups because where they yes. have a full stadium. That's yep. why, well, yeah, when the Raiders were still in Los Angeles, that's why they could never get a Monday Night game because they played in a stadium that held 100,000 people. Yeah. When they went back to Oakland, boom, all of a sudden they were back on Monday Night Football again. Yep. And at, unfortunately, at the time, getting beat on Monday Night Football. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and yeah, because I actually, I'm hoping the draft gives people some opportunity that haven't yeah. been getting an opportunity. I hope these moves are not just a cosmetic move, you know, not just a a band aid, a quick fix. I hope it's. I hope they're kind of shuffling the deck to give mm -hmm. more people an opportunity that hasn't been that haven't been receiving an opportunity like Ricochet. It is criminal how they've done Ricochet since he came to the main roster. And it's like, this is a, you know, a once in a lifetime talent. Just the, the things that he is capable mm -hmm. of doing in the ring is just amazing. And it's like from New Japan to pro wrestling gorilla, Lucha Underground when he was Prince Puma. It's like he's been everywhere. He is a world-traveled wrestler with an amazing skill set. But yet all they see is, oh well, he's he's a small, he's a small high flyer, so he can never be a main event guy. And it's almost like Vince forgets who Shawn Michaels is. Yes. Yeah, he in well he forgets who Chris Jericho is because right now he wants to forget who Chris Jericho is. Yeah. Uh because Chris Jericho, I mean, is one of the main reasons AEW is just tearing it up. Yeah. And let's see, who else is he just forgetting about that just set the world on fire? Rick Flair was never a big guy. No, well, Rick Flair was a big guy until the plane crash. Right. Like when, before the plane crash, he was he was really he was huge. He, he was, yeah. And then after the plane crash, he knew he couldn't carry that much weight anymore. You know, after hurting his back and stuff, and so you know he slimmed down a whole lot and worked on his cardio and you know took off from there. But I mean, some of the greatest wrestlers that have ever been in this business have been smaller guys you Savage. look at yeah you look at throughout history of truly top tier main event talent 
there's only a handful of guys that were great big monsters. I mean, you had Andre, of course, because right. Andre. Mm-hmm. You had The Undertaker. You had Vader. You know, but then it's like all the other guys are like, for the most part, are like normal size guys. Right. But we'll see. You know, SmackDown's tomorrow night. And even though the, the implementation of the draft hasn't happened yet, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to start pre- uh, prepping for that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll see people going back and forth until after Crown Jewel. And then everybody will stay on their particular brand. But I bet for the next few shows, people are going to be moving around, like you said, trying to trying to prep for the night after the pay-per-view. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, you're moving into a new house, but at the meantime, you have this other house, which you're still yeah. trying to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Whew, but, and this weekend, like I said, I'm going to go watch some Northern Wrestling Federation uh, wrestling at the Mount Orb Sports Complex. And I will make sure my phone is charged up so I can get a video of. Uh, Tiny Tim and Sinclair Octavius Bentley. That is going to be the main event for the tri-state title. We're both pulling for Tiny Tim to win it his fourth time. You know, so uh, I think that actually ought to be a pretty good match. Um, If you can find some Sinclair Octavius Bentley matches, you might be able to find some on YouTube. I'm not sure, but he, I mean, he's a little bit of a, a little bit, I mean, he's not real tall, but he is, uh, he's pretty thick and, um, but man, he is quick because you're looking at a walk in. You're like, all right, who's this chubby dude walking in there? And all of a sudden he gets to moving around. You're like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You know, so uh, he's very, very deceptively quick. You know, it'll catch you off guard and and he's good. Got a good move set and good talker, good gimmick because he's like the real rich guy. Um, he was the one I didn't even realize he wrestled. I thought he was just a manager. Uh, the first time I saw him in, in Mount Orb, whenever that was, it was, I don't remember if it was before or after the pandemic. It, 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 that's all been a big blur too. Yeah. Um, but they had him come in and, and he had this cigar cutter and it looked like he was going to be cutting somebody's finger off. Oh, and I'm okay. like, Oh, okay. I mean, we're going, we're doing some old school type stuff right there. And yeah, yeah, I had one of the referees running there with the microphone phone saying, no, 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 you know, you'll get fined with this. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, so, um, and from what little I've actually had a chance, uh, just say hi. I mean, I've heard you're talking to other people, really nice guy. Um, in fact, the way Randy described me, he said, yeah, he's, um, he said, super nice guy. I was kind of nerdish in a way. I'm like, okay, I'd, I'd get along with him great then. You know, <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, I know Dwayne will get along with them too. So, yep. so that's our people, nerds. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but all right, Doobie, I, I will uh, try to remember to also text you as the results are coming in because even though uh, you haven't had a chance to see them live, you've been seeing some of the names and now you've actually had some interaction with some of them. So you yeah. kind of know, know them. So, yeah. Uh, but until then, and we will figure out as the weekend goes by what will happen on Monday because being spontaneous kind of works for us, especially when the, the internet connections work like the way they're doing now. Finally, thank God. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, dude, I'll be talking at you. All right. All God right. bless. God bless.